Hello, hello, Hillary here. Welcome to the MDPC Middle School Podcast. Um, by the way, if you hear uh, children screaming and playing in the background, I apologize. It's because there's a, a playground right outside my office. So that's what that sound is. Um, okay, so we're in our uh, Why Easter series where we're kind of exploring the big questions behind Easter and why we celebrate it. Um, so last week we talked about why Jesus had to die. And so a quick recap of that is the short answer, really, not the long answer that I gave last week, but the short answer is Jesus bore our sin and the punishment we deserved for that sin so we could be reconciled with God. And the cross really is the perfect intersection of God's justice and love. It's where they meet. And it's this great cosmic exchange. So our sin is placed on Jesus and his rightness with God is placed on us if we choose to trust in him. So that's what was accomplished on the cross, and that's why he had to die in order to reunite us um, with our creator. Okay, so this week we're going to tackle our next question. Before I ask that question, I have a little brain teaser for y'all. So what do these characters all have in common? Mufasa, Bing Bong from Inside Out, and Bambi's mom. I'm going to give you a second to think. What do they all have in common? So if you didn't guess it already, they die in their movies, right? And it's very, these deaths are very tragic, um, especially Mufasa. I mean, I, I actually, I recently watched Lion King and I had to like walk out of the room. I, I can't handle Mufasa's death. It's just horrible. By the way, sorry if I gave away any spoilers. <laughs> I feel like these movies have been out for quite a while, though, especially Bambi. So hopefully I didn't spoil anything for you guys. But I, I started with that brain teaser because, thankfully, Jesus is not on that list, right? Um, because even though he died, he definitely died on the cross, he didn't stay dead. So it he is set apart from those characters. Okay, so the the question we're going to tackle in our Why Easter series this week is why did Jesus have to resurrect? Why is the resurrection so important to our faith? Uh, Why was it not only important for him to die, but also to come back to life, to resurrect? So what does it mean for us that Jesus rose from the dead? What does it all mean? So first, before we get into the why he had to resurrect, we are going to define that word um, resurrection really fast, because I think this word can sometimes be kind of, the meaning can be kind of murky or confusing, so we're just going to define it really fast. So resurrection is more than just being brought back to life. It is being brought back to life, but it's more than that. It's more than just being resuscitated. So Jesus is called the first fruits of the resurrection, the first to be resurrected. But if you remember correctly, he wasn't the first one to be brought back to life in the Bible, right? People were brought back to life in the Old Testament, and he himself brought people back to life in the New Testament before his death on the cross. So what makes Jesus different? What makes resurrection different? Well, resuscitation um, means that, yes, you are brought brought back to life, but you are gonna die again eventually right? Like Jesus brought Lazarus back to life, but eventually Lazarus passed on, right? Resurrection is being raised to life in a new glorified body that will never die again, okay? So Jesus was raised to life in a new glorified body that will never die again. 
He was still a physical body, right? Because Jesus was walking around with his disciples. He ate fish. Thomas touched his wounds, right? But his body was was new. It was it was incorruptible. It will never die again. That's the difference between resurrection and resuscitation. Resurrection means a new incorruptible body that will never die, that cannot be touched by sickness or pain or death. That's what resurrection means. I know it's kind of mind-blowing. Okay, so we often focus on Jesus's death a lot. When we talk about the gospel, when we talk about just Jesus in general, when we're, when we're at church, we talk about his death a lot, but not so much his resurrection. Um, but the resurrection really is equally as big a deal as the crucifixion. It's equally as big a deal. And it's actually mentioned over a hundred times in the New Testament. It's talked about all the time. In fact, Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 15, 12, and then verses 16 through 20. He goes on and on about the resurrection. This, If you want to read about the resurrection, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. It's like the great resurrection chapter. So this is what Paul says about the resurrection. But tell me this, since we preach that Christ rose from the dead, why are some of you, and he's talking to the Corinthians, the Corinthian church, why are some of you saying there will be no resurrection of the dead? And if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless and you are still guilty of your sins. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, not the life after, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. Okay, I know Paul can sometimes go long in what he's saying, but basically what Paul is saying here is that the resurrection of Jesus is a necessary, essential element of our faith. So without Jesus being raised back to life, we would still be guilty of our sins. Remember, he says that. We would still be in our sins. Jesus' death was not enough. He had to rise again. So Paul is saying here, no resurrection, no forgiveness of sins. No resurrection, no Christianity, period. Okay? So the resurrection is equally as important as the crucifixion. And that might come as a little bit of a surprise to y'all. Okay. So now we're getting into the whys, why the resurrection matters, okay? So I've got three points to go over. So the first point is the resurrection is Jesus' victory over sin and death. The resurrection is Jesus' victory over sin and death. So his coming back to life shows that death and sin couldn't keep him down, right? He is victorious over it. He's bigger than it. He wrestled it down. He bested it. Acts 2.24, Peter says, it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. So sin and death do not have the final word because Jesus beat it. Jesus has the final word, right? So Jesus proves that he was able to remove sin and its penalty, which is death. So Paul, in his letter to a man uh, he was discipling named Timothy, says this in 2 Timothy 1, 9 through 10. I really like these verses. For God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserved it, but because that was his plan from before the beginning of time to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. And now he has made all of this plain to us by the appearing of Christ Jesus, our Savior. 
He, Jesus, broke the power of death and illuminated the way to life and immortality through the good news. So I think that says it right there, right? That Jesus has victory over sin and death. He proves he was able to remove sin and its penalty, which is death. Okay, the next, the next point. The resurrection shows that Jesus is who he claimed to be. It shows that he is who he claimed to be. He made he said a lot of things while he was here on earth. You can read the gospels to find out. So only God has the authority and power to resurrect, right? Only God has the power to get around the laws of nature and bring someone back to life. So that means Jesus is God, just as he claimed to be, right? He is truly who he claimed to be, which is God. Um, he wasn't just some dude. He was fully man, but he was also fully God, and his resurrection proves that. So uh, I like these verses uh, where he talks about having the authority to take up his life again. It's John 10, 17 through 18. I know I got lots of scripture for y'all today. Jesus says this, For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, but I have authority to take it up again, his life. This charge I have received from my Father. So his resurrection proves that everything he said he was, he is. He is Lord, and he is still alive today. Also, just kind of like a little a little side note to this, his resurrection is also a fulfillment of a lot of Old Testament prophecies. I don't know if y'all know this, but there's a ton of prophecies, which are things that point to the future. There are a ton of prophecies in the Old Testament, hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus came to earth, that tell of this coming Savior who would die and rise again. So God spoke through these Old Testament writers and prophets predicting the coming Savior and that he would die and rise again. So Jesus' resurrection is not only a confirmation of what Jesus said during his earthly ministry, it's also a confirmation of God's prophecies and promises in his word hundreds of years before Jesus was even born. So it's a fulfillment of so much that Jesus rose again. Okay, and then lastly, my last point is that the resurrection means that Jesus' followers, us, if we've chosen to follow him, we will have victory over sin and death. So just as Jesus has had victory over sin and death, um, we, his followers, will have victory over sin and death. So let's tackle that first part, having victory over sin as his followers. What does that mean? Um, to have victory over sin because it might be a little bit confusing because you're kind of like, well, I, I am a Christian, but I still sin for sure. So how can we have victory over sin if we're still sinning? Okay, so let, let me break this down a little bit. I call these the three P's of sin, the three P's. So because of Jesus' sacrifice, right, that we talked about last week, his death, we are saved from the penalty of sin. That's the first P. We're saved from the penalty of sin, right? He took on that penalty for us. And then as believers, as followers of Jesus, we receive the, the Holy Spirit, right? The same Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead, we have that Spirit within us, empowering us and encouraging us and teaching us. Um, so through the Holy Spirit, we are saved from the power of sin, right? The Holy Spirit can encourage us and steer us away from sin if we rely on the Holy Spirit's power. So we die to our sins, we nail our sins to the cross, and then we are raised to new spiritual life in Christ. 
And that is the second P. That's um, the power of sin. We are saved from the power of sin. But unfortunately, right, as we know, evil and sin are very much still in the world. So there's still the presence of sin here. That's the third P, the presence of sin. Um, But one day we will be saved even from the presence of sin when Jesus comes back again and fully finishes everything off, finishes evil off, and um, recreates the world as it was meant to be. Um, So we're saved from the penalty and the power of sin, but there is still the presence of sin. And we still succumb to it very often, right? It's unfortunate, but it's just the reality of the world. Um, So, but we still have victory over sin and its power, right? And its penalty. So next we have victory over death, okay? Now, this is also kind of confusing because it's like, well, but even even Christians die, of course. Like we have a physical death, right? And that's scary and hard, but... As Christians, we do have hope. And what is our hope? It is that after death, we get to first we get to be with Jesus in heaven, right? We go we get to go be with him. But then at his second coming, so when he comes to finish what he started, when he comes again to earth, we will have a bodily resurrection. Okay? I know that's kind of weird and wild because sometimes we just think of ourselves after death as just like little floating spirits or something but when jesus comes again we will have a bodily resurrection so our earthly bodies will be restored and renewed so we're not going to be little spirits in the clouds we'll be physical people on a newly created earth and it will be as god intended it to be when he first created it before sin entered the world so We have new spiritual life in Christ now. We are new creations, but eventually our very physical bodies will be made new. Just as Jesus' resurrected body um, couldn't be touched by death and pain and sin, so it will be for us and our new physical resurrected bodies. And I know this is kind of bizarre. Uh, I feel like we don't often talk about this. And it's a lot earthier, I think, than what we envision when we think of the afterlife. Because um, we think of a lot of, you know, like I said before, spirits floating up in the clouds. But it's going to be a lot earthier than I think what is often portrayed. So Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, once again, it's the great resurrection chapter, in verses 43 through 44 and then 54 through 57, Paul says, Our bodies are buried in brokenness, but they will be raised to glory. They are buried in weakness, but they will be raised in strength. They are buried as natural human bodies, but they will be raised as spiritual bodies. By the way, Paul still means that they'll be physical bodies, but we just won't be affected by the laws of nature. Then Paul goes on to say, For just as there are natural bodies, there are also spiritual bodies. Then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. And this is taken from um, the Old Testament. He's influenced by the Old Testament prophecies here. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? And maybe you've heard that in a song before. I love those verses. And he goes on, For sin is the sting that results in death, and law gives sin its power. But thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So I know I know that's a lot, a lot of things that I just said. So to sum up, Jesus' resurrection means this. Jesus is victorious over sin and death. 
He is who he claimed to be, which is God. And as his followers, we have victory over sin and death too. And John 14, 19 says this. I, I love this verse. And I think it sums everything up really well. This is Jesus talking and he says, since I live, you also will live. Since I live, you also will live. So if you could sum up the resurrection, what it means in one word, if, if you take anything away from what I've just said, it would be the word victory. Overall, that's what I believe the resurrection means. It means victory. So I hope um, this has answered some of your questions that you maybe didn't even know you had about the resurrection or just gave you some new things to think about. So the resurrection, uh, Jesus' resurrection, is why we celebrate Easter. And the resurrection also has such a profound impact for us as his followers. It gives us victory over sin and death, and we have the hope of future resurrection. Um, So that's all I've got for today. Thanks for listening, and join us next time.